Hello, my name is Michael Amade. I'm a father, husband, educator, drummer, and a lover of motorcycling. I also have had the privilege of leading Community Consolidated School District 62 as superintendent since July of 2022. I invite you to take a listen on my podcast as we cover a range of topics, all of which I hope will leave you a little more inspired at the end. And with that, I welcome you to my podcast, A Few Minutes with Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening, and let's go. Well, hello to our communities and our listeners here. Thank you for coming back for our podcast number two in a series of many to come. Uh, I'm Mike Amade, Superintendent of Schools in Community Consolidated School District 62, and I'm very excited to have with me a special guest today who is our Chief of Police of Des Plaines Police Department, uh, Chief Dave Anderson. Welcome to the podcast, Chief. Mike, thanks for having me. We're going up first names for this one, which is appropriate because I like our relationship between the district and the police department. So... Um, we are also going to be joined today by our moderator and our community relations director, Miss Jennifer Bova. Thank you once again for having me at the table. You're welcome. And she's going to keep us on task so that we keep these podcasts tight. And for the benefit of our listeners, uh, something you can hear on a, a drive to and from school, hopefully. So will you take us away, Jennifer? Sure. Thank you so much, Chief. It's so nice to see you. Um, I know that we have had the pleasure of working together for the last few years, but for those of our listeners who have not had the pleasure of meeting you, can you tell us just a little bit about who you are and your professional background? Sure. Uh, I've been in policing for 32 years as of September 5th, so it's not quite yet. I worked for 28 years at the Lyle Police Department out in DuPage County. That I had the opportunity to be the police chief at Benedictine University for about a year and a half. After that, I came here to Des Plaines for almost three years now. Wonderful, wonderful. We're happy to have you here. So I know that one of the things that um, Dr. Amade talked about was that partnership and that relationship between the district and um, the city of Des Plaines Police Department. Can you talk a little bit about now that you've had three years under your belt, what are some of the priorities that you see for the police department and looking ahead into the future? Sure. And, you know, being here today is part of those priorities. These relationships that we're building with uh, this district and, and Mike and Jen, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, the police department's goal is to serve the community and provide safety life safety, quality of life, do all of that. The municipal goals of the city are exactly that. We want great municipal service. We want community and economic development. We want people to enjoy living, visiting, and doing business here in Des Plaines. And I would echo that as our same goals as a school district is to support and serve the community by by fostering the children of Des Plaines, but also partnering with the parents, their caregivers, and obviously all of our uh, corporate and, you know, city partners. So we all have the same business here, and that is to care for our community. So happy to have you here. Um, I would also say that, you know, this tie that we have with the police department, uh, I echo the piece on safety and security, specifically with the care and need for our students. Um, as we've moved forward in time, we've realized that there is never enough focus and effort put into uh, on a daily basis, how we can always improve as uh, providing for safety and security in our schools. 
So we've, we've made this great relationship and we're going to keep this going. Uh, I would share with our community uh, and our listeners that, you know, the partnerships, not just with the police department, but it's also our fire department, our emergency responders, um, you know, with the city, with the council, with our older people. Uh, we, we care deeply about working with Kiwanis, the Rotary, any of our groups that, that constitute community in this, in this uh, wonderful city of Des Plaines. So with that, I do know that, you know, the ties together in the collaborative piece here, we focus on safety and security quite a bit. And in fact, we're about to launch our, our first annual, like uh, beginning of the year, once we have our students here, uh, we're going to meet ongoing about school safety and security. And you're one of our regular um, committee members with safety committee. So I'm happy to have you. But also we have our school resource officer, uh, who is currently Officer Stonequist. And he's been with us, I think, now this might be his third year. I could be correct. Second, second year, yeah. And our fourth school resource officer. So we've had that in place for some time now. And we really value and believe in having an officer available, you know, on a daily basis to be in our schools, to make relationships. And really, our goal is to help children stay out of trouble and find better Absolutely. paths. So I appreciate having the SRO. Is there anything you wanted to say about that program while well, we have attention of our listeners? just really appreciate the partnership and the communication that having an embedded police officer in the district really allows. It, it allows for good flow of information and safety uh, and just trust gets built. And I, you know, the Matt Stonequist, Officer Stonequist wants to help kids get the best education they can. Yes, we agree. And, um, uh, Communications is another topic I know we wanted to focus on. And the nice part with the school resource officer is that we are all uh, one text message, one email, one phone call away from just being current and up-to-date. And that includes the school resource officer at Maine 207. Um, having those officers, even though they're regular sworn city police department officers, but in the school environment connecting with one another, that's another piece here, like the main focus for me is a communication loop. And I know that's something that you and I value and that we're always working to build. So I wanted to share with the listeners a little bit about how we're growing in, in the communications piece here and how important it is. So on my end, uh, I know that we're always looking for ways, like if something occurs at the high school or one of the high schools, that we're part of that communication piece. And that even though it's not something we're managing at the elementary level, we're aware and I think most parents want to know the district's aware uh, that we are in collaboration with the police department or the fire department and that we're, we're on the same page so that we're just at ready all the time. Uh, I don't know if you have any thoughts around the communication loop. Well, and that's uh, the key component to the safety of all the students is that everyone knows what's happening as much as possible. There's a, there are unfortunately events out of all of our control that occur that we have to take action to make sure that the, the students, staff, and faculty are safe. And that communication is the first step and the last step of getting it all together. And we've worked with you to improve that communication to the point where we should be able to instantaneously begin notifying this district if something happens in 207 or 207 if something happens here in 62. And I'd even expand that, too, It's uh, to even our neighboring districts. Even though something's happening, uh, like the Highland Park situation, which is most unfortunate, is that we're all just zip codes apart. And so, really, community is not just about displaying. It's about all of our uh, neighboring communities. And 
maybe later in this podcast we'll talk about how you and your neighboring police departments are all at the ready to get each other's backs and, and be Absolutely. where we need to be. So that's kind of cool. I know, Jennifer, you, you're probably getting tired of listening to us talk. No, you want to keep up. I love communications. Yeah. It's like my passion. It is your job. I had a big smile the whole time you were yeah. mentioning all that. It's really important, and I agree. And I think the nice tie-in with communications is that collaborative piece. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, you know, I don't think people always know that Obviously, we're a public school district, and we want to make um, our our schools open to the community. But the importance of giving the police department that opportunity to conduct drills in our schools, so that you are always prepared. Sure. So, Go ahead, Chief. Yeah. yeah, and and Mike, jump in if you. There's something that you want to add on the 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 three really big focuses for safety and security in the district from the police department perspective is access, communication and then accountability. Those are the three things that we're, we're looking for for our officers in communication with the school. There will be a quiz at the end of this podcast, <laughs> ladies so and gentlemen. So one of the most proactive things the district has done is they've given all of our officers access to come and train and come into the schools and, and learn the layouts, be familiar with staff, faculty, and students. And this is very proactive, and all of our officers at any time if there's an emergency, can get access to buildings to quickly solve problems and make sure everyone's safe. Yeah. And that collaboration requires a lot of trust. And, you know, the, the kids are the most important thing in this, and that trust, we, we really build it up, and we value it. And I think both of us being fathers, right, all three of us <laughs> being parents, right, mm-hmm. is yeah. that we put the care of our children in the trust of People we think we know, or, but ultimately, you know, we're, we're strangers to each other sometimes because, you know, district employees, you know, you know your student's teacher, you know their principal and their secretaries or admin assistants, but on a daily basis, we want to know the people that are responding, have the backs of our children and our families. So I would add that, you know, access to the schools and the drilling, you know, um, that happens at off hours a lot of times for the department, and I know that you guys do different situational planning, and we don't really share too much with the community about what sure. we do, but knowing that you know the schools as well as we do is important. And I think um, having access with our safety committee, giving input, uh, we talk about programs, we talk about security, cameras, uh, visitor management systems. We have a, sometimes we have to work together if we have to trespass and keep yep. people off of our properties. Um, all of it is just ongoing col- collaboration. Uh, for me, though, the big the thing is, is this confidence that it builds in me as a school district superintendent, as a former principal, and as a father, that I know your department's coming. And I know that you're coming with the resources you need because the community supports that and funds those important aspects of policing. Uh, but it's also I know you're coming with knowledge and the ability to do your job without me having to stand here to give you a key to let you into a room or to give direction and to to be here for our students. And what I've always has said is that the important thing as a superintendent or principal is in a crisis situation, which our relationship's not only focused on crisis, and we, I do hope to talk about your BPAC and some of the things you've done wonderful to connect with the community, but it is limiting access to staff and students and primarily our students um, but then 
uh, expediting the response factor, yes. getting you to where you need to be as quick as possible because I know then you're able to do your, your jobs best you can. Well, and by virtue of increasing that ability to quickly respond, that isn't just for the police. It goes for the fire. If we have a yep. medical emergency, you know, any type of issue that would require a fire response, uh, we're all working together to get that access and, and get that safety, you know, right away. There's no delays at all. Uh, I would add one other aspect with kind of ongoing drilling and, and the, the district safety committee, because that's where we, I mean, really, and you've been in all, we've all been in all the meetings. We look at all of the critical events that have happened across the country. And unfortunately, we use them as a filter to learn from and create best practice processes and responses here in this district. And so, you know, I know we don't go into great detail about the drills, but anything that is seen out in the public, we've been drilling and we're able to respond to and, and manage uh, very, very quickly. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we have a very good example of that. Um, when we think about ongoing safety issues, and um, they're always here, they're always present, there's always behavior, there's always something to react to, you know, whether it's police work or whether it's schools and raising and growing students, is it's always an opportunity. If we have that mindset, yes, we're going to have problems, but we're going to respond to them. And then we're going to uh, learn from those situations. And we do that often when we have crisis situation, whether it's major or minor, we do a, uh, a debrief afterwards and a post-analysis, and we learn what do we do well, and we look at situations where we need to grow and work on training with staff or communications, whatever it may be. We're never perfect, but we're always, that's the goal. There's always an opportunity. Yeah. And so with that, though, I think back, uh, Chief, to May 12th of last school year, where we had a situation at Maine 207, and I, although we're two separate school districts, I like to think of us as becoming one uh, during those times of, of response. I mean, always good to think of ourselves as one, whether it's instructional or not, but when we're talking crisis and, and immediate response, becoming one as a unit. And I know that we learned a lot from that time, and I just want to give you a chance to maybe share a little bit about what went well and then things that we've done uh, as a forward step to growing together. Sure. So that was a, a false alarm, a threat alarm that occurred on that date. Uh, which generated a tremendous response from fire, police, public safety, school district, everything. It required a complete evacuation of over 2,000 students to a reunification point. And uh, we had planned for this for years before. This was the first time that uh, we'd actually worked with the district to do that. So we you know, there were helicopters up there. Everyone in the world is watching, literally. So uh, we watched our plan go into effect. Uh, we ran instant command. We had over 60 officers uh, from surrounding jurisdictions there within very short period of time. We had uh, over 20 officers in the school within four or five minutes of this alarm beginning to go off. But most importantly, as soon as we were able to realize that fortunately no harm was occurring or there was no threat within this school, it still then became, it shifted to a reunification and accountability for the students and staff and faculty. Mm -hmm. And going through that process required a, a lot of uh, 
resources from other jurisdictions, uh, a lot of communication, and it went r much better than we actually thought that it might go. It was very organized, uh, not a lot of panic. Yeah. I just thought, and I, I just want to really compliment District 207 staff. Mm -hmm. uh, they were instrumental in helping our officers clear the building, make sure there wasn't a threat. And I was just floored by the bravery that the district member, the district faculty and staff showed. Mm -hmm. They stayed right with our officers. They helped us gain access to places and make sure students were safe. They stayed with students. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was just, uh, you could just really see how much they cared about those kids. Yeah. And, and I also want to thank the students. They mm -hmm. did a unbelievable job staying calm, listening to direction, and communicating. It was, you know, we hope it never happens again, but we're ready and we'll be better the next time that it happens. Yeah. And, and as a participant in that too, you know, um, as a district on the receiving end, you know, we have students in both places. And yeah. so a lot of our staff, their phones start going because they have children in the school at the high schools. And um, we get communication. So on our end, you know, knowing that we're trusting what's happening on, on your side of the uh, work over there, but to also be responsive as a school district and precautionary. Um, you know, my hope is that through this podcast and listeners might understand that it is hard to trust. It is a scary, you know, world out there. Uh, but at the same time, letting us do our job, letting us put schools in, in um, you know, lockdown and not having access to students does not mean that they're necessarily in danger. But we, we have to we're the in parental loco at the time. We yeah. are in charge of your children at that time. And so I just want to reiterate and say to you know listeners that it is our goal to make sure that every one of our students and staff get home um, better and learning and growing and safe. So going through our processes is, is just one thing, and you know we learn from each one. So I would say, you know, on a lighter note, you know, we've worked together for a very long time with crossing guards. And I don't think people realize, like, we're <laughs> not experts at traffic management in school districts. And I would say to the chief and chiefs before and the city, you know, how much we appreciate uh, the work that the police department has done on behalf of the school district by helping us manage crossing guards. Because it is, although we would love to have a crossing guard at every corner, it's not realistic. And there's pieces to that, though, that, like, just... Not everything is crisis, right? A lot of this is building relationships. It's about making sure that the softer aspects of being a child and going to school, having crossing guards that are kind, available, um, consistent, they're where they're supposed to be. And they do put themselves at risk. They do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've had, we know that they've, yeah. they've been hit and, uh, and people are disrespectful and all that. But um, it is a nice thing about this community that we still have in place and that it's just another one of those building trust and confidence pieces that I think is on a, on the other end of the spectrum of it's not such a, you know, horrible – I wish that was the only yeah. problems we had in the world with people <laughs> being rude to crossing guards or to the supervision of staff, you know, outside school trying to manage parking and pull up. and um, But, it, you know, I'm appreciative of that aspect of policing. But there's many other things that we have in place too. Uh, our partnerships, I know that we've had a couple of events here. Well, one most recently, I think it was over a year ago, but uh, car safety or child mm -hmm. safety seat installation, um, just community opportunities to just 
partner with the police in. I like the idea of trying to transition this to what the work you've done with, and we'll end this podcast soon, uh, but the work you've done to connect with some of our diverse community and some of our newcomers, because Displains, I was just at a meeting about all of our newcomers, um, and we've had our Venezuelans come, we've had Russians, Ukrainians, um, a myriad of different ethnicities and cultures are now part of Displains, and they're coming here because they're choosing to come here. And so responding, though, is this is a new culture for many families. And so I would just say to give an opportunity for you to, like, talk about the wonderful work your department's done to build trust with folks that may be new to us or maybe um, don't know, you know, the importance of what their police department does to serve them. Sure. And a lot of that, again, goes back to communication. And the district trusted us to bring us in for parent university. And so we brought our bilingual officers. We, we're very blessed in the Displains Police Department have tremendous language and communication resources. But that partnership, you know, when, when we can communicate and get to know parents and, and build trust with them, it's just critical for their students' well-being. And it helps all of us better take care of those kids. And uh, based on feedback from Parent University, we've completely changed our communication uh, profile at all of our public events. We now have bilingual officers at every public event so that we can communicate and serve any of our community members. And it's it's actually a focus. You know, it's a it's something that we we want to bring to the community. And it's just you know that that was feedback directly from parents at at Parent University. They they just asked for that. And of course, we want to give them you know that communication. And I really feel like there's that, and just that that program alone is just so cool for the community. Built, it is, and it's just the amount yeah. of trust that gets built and familiarity, and that's the important part. And then I'm more willing to call and say, "Hey, something's going on over here." And yep. you know, I would have normally been a little hesitant, but you know, I trust my my relationship with the department, and I know that you're here for the betterment of everybody. And yes, I and think that's what we want. We're there to serve them, it, yeah. and it doesn't matter what country they came from, how long they've been here mm-hmm. in this country. We we want to, they're, they're a resident here. They're a part of our community, and we want them to feel a part of the community. All right. Well, that genuine nature sets you apart from many, many other people. So thank you for your comments and your candor. I feel like we've hit a lot of the major points we want to share with our listeners, but there is, um, unless you both, either, either of you think there's something you still wanted to share, I have one last question. Okay. Okay. I mean, I know I know that your job's stressful, right? <laughs> I tell people a joke all the time. I said, the superintendent works 13 months a year, eight days a week, 26 hours a day. And it's true. Uh, and the times when you're not doing that, you just capitalize on it. But I want to know, what does a chief of police at Displains do to unwind and find center and keep that? Because you have a great attitude and you're fun to <laughs> talk to. It's not easy when you're dealing with stress all the time. So is there what, what do you do or... Uh, is there something you're willing to share with the listeners Absolutely. that makes you uh, centered? You and I share a common interest. Uh, we do, and so, they already uh, know about my passions, drumming, I like to motorcycle, and yeah. all that. So I, ride, uh, I also ride a motorcycle, and that, that is just my happy space. Uh, it allows me to forget the rest of the world, focus on the road, and being safe. Uh, you wear all the safety gear, I'm assuming. I do. Much like uh, myself. Yes, yeah. I'm, a, I'm <laughs> very picky with that. You'll never see me without safety gear. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, and, and then really just 
trying to live healthy. Yeah. Eat right, exercise, you know, I think that just gets you out of your head. Yeah. I was really hoping we could all do a meditation together, but I guess it's not that kind no. of podcast, huh? No. Well, you can well, you can do it as we end this podcast. This is meditation. Yeah. I appreciate your time. I think I know that this is a valuable time. We both got stuff to do, but like <laughs> what we really the goal of this entire podcast is to tell our community that this is what's going on. This is how we're working, and we could do another podcast in eight months and probably be a different story because it's an ever-evolving collaboration. So thank you for your time, Chief, and uh, um, as always, looking forward to the next time I'll see you. So Likewise. Thank you. Thank you.